Sports Speak Podcast. This is your host, Aaron Daniels, and uh, I've got a good buddy with mine, of mine, rather, on the line. Um, this man right here just took the Tulsa Rogers Lady Ropers to the Class 5A state tournament this year. I've known him for quite some time. I've sort of seen him come up through the ranks, and he's doing a hell of a job over there at Tulsa Rogers. I'm talking about Carlin Atkins. I'm better known as Coach A. Coach A, you with me? <clears throat> I'm going, it's going well. It's going well. Here, how's it going? We tried to connect a couple of days ago. We had some technical difficulties. So, technically, we're on round two, but we're going to jump right into it, man. Take Start us from the beginning. Right. When did you right. learn that, okay, coaching is what I – that's going to be my claim to fame. That's what I want to do. Was it something that you found early, or did it take a while for you to acquire that taste? Oh, it was well after well after college, you know. Uh, actually, was a uh, – Ran into a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Joshua Berry, was actually coaching at the time and ran into him. And uh, <laughs> he had a car full of girls. And I said, hey, man, what, what you got going? And he, you know, said, oh, I'm dropping my girls off of practice. And, you know, we kind of talked about it, whatever. And next thing you know, I'm up at practice every day. And, you know, just kind of fell in love with it from there and, and just kind of, you know, Started started my debut in and 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 just haven't looked back since. That's a beautiful thing. Now the the, the biggest part of that whole deal is not what you said; it's what you didn't say because you didn't say anything about money, about entering into a paid position. So were you working pro bono in the beginning? Oh man, it was straight for the love, straight for the love, and uh, I just kind of just volunteered that first year, and then the next year is kind of when I. Uh, start you know, started getting uh, a little paid for, but now my first year was just all you know, right for love, you know, love of the thing. sport. One thing I know yeah, yeah. Uh, from being an assistant myself, I mean, I only know I only know one sport well enough to coach it. So when I was an assistant, it was all basketball, but I know you, you know, you, you came up as a football guy. So, um, what was it in that second year that you were not only coaching girls basketball, but you were doing some football coaching too? Yeah, um, you know, I, you know, I played both, you know, coming up, uh, you know, you know, middle school, then a little bit in high school, then I kind of stopped and just kept going on with football from there. But, uh, uh, you know, my second year, I ended up kind of going out to the football team and being a little assistant position coach, and then from there, I kind of graduated up and started being an offensive coordinator. So, uh, I was doing both uh, for a long, you know, for about three or four years, and then uh, kind of. Uh, you know, put in love with coaching football too. So I was just back and forth, and it was a, That's what it was I'm a blessing. About. And so obviously, football is boys, and then you had girls basketball. Talk about some of the differences that you noticed in your experiences um, between coaching girls and coaching boys. How are they different, and are there any things, or, or, or is there anything rather, between those two that are pretty much alike? Mm. Uh, night and day, night and day. Uh, with girls, you got to be patient. Uh, girls, you got to be really patient. You got to understand that uh, they they're emotional and uh, they they they're they're gonna remember everything you say. Uh, and 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 it takes a while for for girls to trust you. Uh, well, as far as coaching boys football, it's it's just pretty much uh, you know giving them that that uh that that love first. That that like I said, not not saying that girls don't need that either, but you know that relationship for them. Uh, goes a long way. A lot of them didn't have a father figure at home, and you know, you being a father figure to them, and them being able to trust you, and uh, just build your, you know, that relationship from there. So I will say it, it, it's pretty much different, but in, in a lot of ways, it's alike. When I, when you're talking about right. building now, that if relationship, you could ballpark the, the time frame that maybe it took 
for you to sort of get in good with the girls, you know, once you came on the scene, basically as a stranger to them and they were a stranger to you. Do you remember about how long it took before you kind of saw a difference in the way that they were able to let you in after you had been on the scene, maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month, about how long you remember? For, for me to fully get that trust, for them to fully trust me and understand that I was there for them just in the basketball, I say it was a year. I say it was a full year for them to actually trust me and to and to understand that Coach A was there for for the for them. And, you know, I I wanted them to be successful women. I wanted man, them to be successful that, young men. So right I would give boy. it about a year. That just lets you know building a program is it, it, is tough business, man. Tough business. You just never know. We we throw a bunch at the wall trying to see what sticks, and we we just oh, never know we're gonna have that breakthrough. So that's that that's that's good quality info right there, Coach. Now, um, I I remember whenever whenever I first met you. You had your daughter with you, and shoot, man, that that sucker was growing. Even at that time, y'all were dang near the same height. I thought y'all was peers. You know what I mean? But uh, t- t- how has um how has <laughs> y'all's relationship? You know, because I I definitely watched y'all's interaction. You know what I mean? You yeah. do a great job with your daughter. Uh, I can tell she has the utmost respect for you. And um, how has that element between y'all two been able to help you in building the relationships when you're coaching girls? Now, before we lost audio, I was trying to um, I was wanting to get into a little bit of, of the dynamic between you and your daughter, because I like the way y'all interact. I can tell she respects the heck out of you and I can tell you love her dearly. Um, are there some elements of y'all's relationship that you were able to incorporate into your approach to um, dealing with the girls that you coach? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I learned, you know, from from, you know, having these young women to learn from a corporation teach her and, and vice versa. There are some things that I kind of implement at home with her that I can kind of use for, for them on a basketball court. So, um, you know, every day we, we were learning. And so, uh, and raising, <laughs> and raising a little girl is, it's, it's, you know, not, not, e- not easy at all. So uh, I try to just take little things that I teach um, uh, on the court and try to apply to her and I try to take little things and and uh, and use kind of different phrases that I will say on the court and, and say them to her and hopefully she apply in life and, and you know to where she can grow a successful young lady that's a major thing right there that, that lets you know that you know one has something to do with the other you know whenever we're coaching and everything a lot of those principles and terminolo- terminology and stuff like that can cross over even into real life, you know? So, you know, I, I can tell you getting sort of the best of both worlds, you know, parenting and, and you coaching. So you got your bread buttered on both sides, brother. Now here's the deal. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about the coaching part again, because obviously you rose through the ranks as an assistant coach in the beginning. And then eventually you ended up taking over that girls program at Rogers as the head man. Now, I know that it was, I don't want to call it controversy. Maybe that's not the best word to use, but it was uh, sort of a, a different turn of events that got you in the driver's seat as a head coach. Can you talk a little bit about how that whole deal transpired? Yeah, a good friend of mine, uh, Coach Jennifer Lawrence, she was actually the head coach at the time. And 
um, she was, you know, had some, some illness to where she couldn't, you know, do the duties of being a, a day-to-day head basketball coach. So um, I had stepped in and was br- pretty much the interim coach for that season. Um, uh, as she got well, um, but she still needed time off to just, you know, rehab and things like that. Uh, she, you know, wanted to turn the program over to me since she thought I had did a good job. And, and I kind of, you know, you know, accepted that and, 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 and worked the program through the years. And, 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 you know, we have developed a, a decent program that we have today. Man, I mean, I think that's a very selfless act by her. You know what I mean? Obviously a move like that, right. the way you broke it down, um, that sounds like a person that truly cares about the kids in that program, right. you know, and the, and, and you right. as a, as a coach and as a person and the furtherance of the program as a whole. So that's a beautiful thing. And you definitely, you know, you, you taking that baton and run with it. But um, now I know, I know it's hard to, to do anything without some good help. So when you got in that role, were you able to assemble your own staff the way you wanted it? Or, or, or did you have to uh, one man it for a little while? How did it break down from there? Oh, no, no, I actually uh, was able to bring in who I wanted to bring in. I actually brought in a uh, a great player. She actually played for Georgetown, uh, uh, Tia McGee, and uh, she actually was there my my uh, my first year, and we actually uh, had a good season. We was 18 and 8. Uh, she actually got a, a good job after that, so she left my second year and actually went over there to Holland Hall, and um, we followed up with a, a – a, 22 and six season, I believe my second year. And uh, I, I had a good coach uh, by the name of Leo Burkhalter then. And so uh, I, I was able to bring in who I, who I wanted to at the, you know, at the in particular time that I wanted. So I uh, just had some great help over the years and, and, and I wouldn't change anything thing from it. And cause they, Hey, they, you're good as your assistant coach. Uh, you know, I tell that a lot to a lot of people, you know, you're not, you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. So you're as good as your assistant coaches. And right now I got a good staff right now with uh, uh, Tabby Bailey, uh, Holly Birmingham, and uh, Marcus Morrow that just happened to come join us this year. And, and we're looking for some good things to happen. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, was it difficult at all for you to to delegate responsibilities to, to some of, to some of your, your staff members? Because I know coming from the role of an assistant, we're used to um, just being that sort of Johnny on the spot, you know, handling everything hands-on and, and not really waiting around for somebody to tell us what to do and we're not really waiting for anybody to help us so was it difficult for you to turn over the reins a little bit oh yes um well at first when I you know I, you learn and you pick up different things from different coaches so when I was coaching football I felt like I was always there just watching and so I you know I was like I always wanted to say you know I, I don't want to be that coach to feel like I just getting in the way of my assistant coaches and so I had to learn how to delegate you know through the through the years and understand hey you can trust them to do the same exact thing that you're doing. And you just got to be able to trust them, you know, and, and, and take their word for it that they're going to do their best job and, and just learn from that. Uh, outside of that, that, that we just had this, uh, that you just elaborated on. Can you think of another thing that was, that was a noticeable difference um, from being an assistant to going to the role of a head. If you, I know that there were probably a few things that were different that you felt, but one of the ones that stuck out to you the most when you were like, okay, in this moment, I know that I'm in a different seat now. Eyes are on you. Mm. How you, how you, re, how you react to the kids, your emotions, your personality, everything is everything you're looked upon to be that, to be that role, the head role guy. 
And so when you're assistant, you don't take on that role as much, just a little bit. You know, some people do, you know, look at you a little bit, but when you're the, a face of a face of a program, each and every day you looked at like, hey, you need to be held accountable for being that head guy or woman uh, uh, in the in the community. You know, you want to be presentable, sociable, and understanding that hey, this is the guy that's want to you know want to turn this program around. This is the guy that we want to do it. So you you got to be sociable. You got to be uh, out there in the community and understand that hey. I, I'm I'm representing the Will Rogers Lady Ropers, so I gotta I gotta dress accordingly. I gotta talk accordingly. So just learning that was a big step for me, and um, and for anybody that's going into coaching, hopefully they you know take that in, in consideration and understand. Hey, it's just not about basketball. It's it's a thing that's outside of the basketball that we gotta take a look at for our community. And we keep we teaching young young kids to to model themselves, you know, after us. So that's a big one. Great segue. You touched on it a little bit, but about how many hats, you know what I mean? About how many hats do you have to wear in in the position of a coach? Every hat that's possible to be. <laughs> <laughs> Every hat that's possible. I don't even know how many that is. I mean, that's it's, it's, a, it's a variety of them. And, and so and in order to be in that kid's life, you you probably going to have to be uncle, pastor, counselor, coach, daddy, you know whatever they whatever that kid needs in his particular life, I feel like you should be willing to be. That's a beautiful thing, man. It, it, hey, that that brings a new meaning to it's bigger than basketball or it's bigger than sports. You oh, know whatever sport it is you coach. Oh, you know, oh, def, def, definitely, definitely. I had a good friend of mine tell me a couple of years ago. He said, "Man, as a coach, he said you're easy. If you think about it, we are easily." one of the top three, maybe even top two biggest influences in their lives. And so with, with that influence word, I want you to, um, you know, let me know a little bit about some of your personal influences. And I'm, I'm taking it out of the realm of sport at this point. Some of your go-to people, mm -hmm. folks that you can trust and who you may look up to and admire um, just in life in general, man. You, you got some of those in your back pocket? Oh, yeah. I Quite a few of them. Uh, you know, I uh, to our mutual friend, you know, I talked to, you know, Joshua Berry a lot. I talked to uh, my close friends, my roommates in college still, uh, PJ Lewis, Virgil Jackson, Joshua Story. Uh, I talked to them about different sports. We in group chats. Uh, I talked to, uh, I got a close friend um, uh, that, that was blessed to play in, a, in the NFL that I talked to. I got, you know, different coaches that are around here that I just, uh, conversate myself with, you know, and, and learn from them. Coach Caleb and Sapalpa. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Coach Calhoun used to coach from uh, Victory Christian. Uh, uh, and, and so even, you know, even, the, uh, you know, the great coach Sammy Mack, I, I actually, you know, been knowing him since I was a young kid. Him, my dad is a good friend. So I talked to a, a variety of coaches that's been there, that's done that. Talk to a good friends that just give me the input. So they're making me stay humble within myself and uh, making sure that I'm, you know, on task and doing the right things in life. I think that's major too right there, Coach, because it sounds to me like uh, you haven't let any, any of your success that you've enjoyed up to this point um, get in your head so much so much so to where you you don't even seek information from outside sources. And I think, I think that's how we continue to grow in this role right here. And um, right. now I want to talk about – I want to go back to your program specifically. I, I, I happen to think that this is just – you know, this is only my philosophy, but I think the most important 
time of any year for a basketball player or basketball coach or basketball program in general are from the months of, let's say, late March, right after the state tournament ends, all the way until August, whenever you come back to school for that following term. Um, Now, what does a preseason, we're talking about August through September, look like in the Lady Ropers program? And also tell me what that offseason, the spring and summer look like for you guys. Okay, well, I'll start just all in a preseason, just uh, August, September, October. We're just trying to condition ourselves. Uh, that's within the weight room, uh, on, on the track, and on them hills. Uh, those are people that been to Rogers. We, you know, that we have some steep hills up yeah, there. Those hills are and serious. We, we, I've seen. Them. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. So we get on them hills and we we do different drills up on the hill. We, you know, we like to get out there and run a couple miles, or we like to you know, like to stay in that weight room. And we just consistent throughout those three. And, uh, and and what we like to do is challenge our kids to to you know do put be putting them in a position to where they they feel like they can't do it because uh, that's what a lot of times happen on the court you know uh, when when adversity hits uh, you know a lot of kids want to stop and, and quit and give up and, and we'd like to push our kids through that type of adversity and we we want to see them we want to see that in them to where they can push through it on the court and off the court in the classroom and everything like that. So it builds their character up um, by putting them in those situations to where they're, they're mm-hmm. tough. So when they get it in there again, it's not, it's, it's no strange. They're not stranger to it. That's a beautiful um, thing. Oh man. Right. Right. Gotta get, gotta, right, gotta get right. through that wall. Like we talk about now. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. During the season, I know basketball season is it, it may be the longest season in terms of the, you know, the, the, the month span, um, oh yes, you know it may oh, be yes. it may be the longest running sport, uh, you know, in in schools, maybe outside of baseball. But what I'm getting at is, how are you able to preserve your girls' bodies, you know, over you know throughout the duration of a season? Are you, do you scale back some of the the intensity in your practices as the season goes on, or are y'all ground and pound balls to the wall from day one to the final day? I'm be honest with you. I'm be honest with you, Coach. We we we're full throttle. Yeah. We are. Um, I I I just I'm a firm believer that hey, you, you are what 14, 15, 16 year old kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm, a, I'm a, I was a two sport athlete. I feel like I did it just fine. So I feel like you can do it. Uh, that you can rest after the season. Mm. You know, uh, and and that's just what we go by. Uh, once that season starts. And, and we, we just, we full throttle. We, uh, we get in there, we get out there. Uh, we do have our, you know, we do have our, our shooting days where we just, we have just our shooting days and, and, and things like that, things of that nature where we get a shoot around in. We go through a little drills, watch some film and, and, and call it a practice, but we're, we're not taking no days off, no days off. And uh, I don't feel like that's uh, providing any consistency or work ethic with our young youth. Man, I, I like the way you broke that down. See, and I, I'm glad you said it the yeah. way you said it, too. It wasn't just the message. It was the delivery on that because, you know, the, these kids, they are teenagers. And I realize we're in a different right. time right now. But I'm also I'm convinced that some of the stuff that you and I, you know, had to endure when it was our time is still relatable today. Like some of that stuff we can still use today. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. Definitely. Each and every day, the things that I've learned throughout my career, I still use today in, in coaching. Um, and like I said, and, and like I just uh, talked about work ethic, you know, that was built through my coaches and how they held me accountable each day. And my friends and my family, 
they, you know, I, I built that through, you know, my time of playing sports. So how would I do, how, how would I feel, you know, how would it be, you know, if I was a coach and, and doing that to, and cheat these young kids saying, giving these days off, you know, I didn't get to do that. Uh, and, you know, even if, and think about this, what kid, what kid leaves practice or don't go to practice and then go home and do, and, and they sit and, and, and do nothing and get on the video games and get on the social media. So while we're doing that, we can be at practice, get better. We can be at the YMCA. We can be at these local gyms getting better on our craft versus sitting at home in front of a TV or on social media. That's right. So using your time wisely. And at the end of the day, it ain't going to kill you. You know what I mean? Right. Ain't gonna right. make you better. But you know, right. I'm gonna step off my soapbox, you know what I mean? I get I get I get impassioned about that part right there. But um now right. going through your season, I you know, in my experiences, I can always usually at the end of every season when I look back, I can point to uh, a time of that season, uh, whether whether it was a span of a week or a span of a few games or one particular game where we where you just kind of saw things click and things started to look different from that point on throughout the rest of the season. Um, can you think to a point this past season where you were like, okay, now we're looking like we're ready. Or was it a, was it a, uh, a notable victory that y'all were able to get to sort of click for you? Yeah. Early on in our, we have, you know, several scrimmages at the beginning of the season and we, we looked horrible. <laughs> we looked horrible. I mean, I mean, I just felt like I'm like for, us to be returning all our, our whole team back, we weren't playing good basketball in our scrimmages. And um, and I had a few coaches tell me that, you know, towards the end, they were just like, man, for I thought you guys were going to be horrible at the beginning of the season. But anyway, at the but as the season started, in our first game, we our first couple of games, we were holding opponents to less than 30 points. Uh-huh. And, and so I – I was like, our defense is pretty good. What we were lacking was our offensive uh, um, consistency. Uh, but our defense, we were winning games, holding holding people to teams to less than thirty points. So I felt like, okay, we can we can we can do something with this team. Um, so I felt like, you know, this was a great basketball team defensively. We just gotta, you know, practice on that uh, on that offensive end and get some execution going. But I've never had a defensive team to be so sound so early. And so I was kind of shocked by that. And so I think that's what kind of gave me the confidence that this team can actually be special. Now, when it came to that offensive end, because I, I assume you all, you know, went to work and started started trying to hone hone in on the details on that end. Was it difficult um, to get girls to know their role and not just know their role, but accept it? Yes, it is difficult. It's very difficult. And I feel like you should start at a young age with them of understanding who they are as a player to make them accept a role a lot faster or a lot sooner than they will versus someone always telling them they're a scorer or they, 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 they're a shooter or whatever the case may be. You should identify that role in them and so they can start adapting to their role a lot sooner than they would if no one was actually saying anything to them. So um, I do have some, you know, some some players that didn't want to accept it. I did have some players that accepted it right away. But eventually they'll come around if you are able to identify that role within them earlier. And, and what I mean by that, just identifying their potential, who they are as a player, 
And once you able to make them see who they are, um, and and they are, then then they can see how good they can be a lot faster. But you know, we got a lot of people that even their parents want them to be scorers. You know, we got a lot of people that feel like they can shoot it, oh, yeah. you know, and that's just not the case. And, and that's just not the case. Right. Uh, and, and so um, I did have a little, you know, a bit of trouble with that early on, but I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of teams to where I didn't have seniors. So I was with those girls a lot, you know, a lot more than a, a normal coach would have them. Uh, I had two set of two groups that I, I didn't have seniors on and we was pretty successful because I've had them juniors and then, you know, all the way up as, as Rogers was building, building their school system. So, Oh yeah. See that, yeah, that, that built in, uh, built in a lot of trust and a lot of love from the beginning. And I, right. you know, I just think that, I think that that spills right over into everything else that you do. Now let's talk about the last run, right? Y'all punch that ticket. You get into the state tournament. Was this your first trip as a head coach going to the state tournament? It was my first trip. That's what I'm talking about. My first trip. Yeah, man. So first trip getting there. Yeah, it was, it was, don't get me wrong. I feel, you know, like, you know, every feel, everybody that gets there feels like they, you know, couldn't win it and, and, you know, it just wasn't our time. Um, you know, we ran into a team to where, you know, um, gave us some uh, some problems with their length. But, you know, we ended up losing by two points. And so it was, it was just difficult to swallow that. You know, we was uh, been ranked number three all, all year in the state. So it was kind of hard for us to swallow that loss. But uh, my girls is hungry than ever. We're, we're uh, ready to get back in the lab and just get, get out of it. And that, that's another good segue. How many returners you bringing back from this year's squad into next year's squad? And based on what you know that you have, obviously move-ins and transfers possibly notwithstanding, based on what you have now, what type of team do you anticipate being able to put on the floor next season? Oh, well, I, I, I put an experienced team out there. We're, we're losing only one starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're losing and, and we're gaining one that we were – actually missing a lot last year because she was hurt a lot. So she was in and out of the uh, rotation. So I'm, I'm, I'm able to put five out there that were, that's been starting or is capable of starting for the last two years. So I'm putting an experienced team out there with some, some new new talent that should be coming in to help us out and, uh, and to extend our program. That's a beautiful thing. I want to talk about another uh, concept that's, you know, I get depending on who you talk to, you, you could get, uh, different answers and sort of some mixed messages. I want to talk about dual sport athletes. Now, uh, I, you know, right. I've sort of evolved in my thinking as it pertains to that. I used to be one of those greedy coaches and stingy coaches that didn't necessarily, you know, want my players to to go venture into anything else because I was thinking only about my program and how how beneficial it could it could be if I had them yeah. in the gym year round. But I realized that you know right. some of them you know, just depending on their attention span, they need a break from us as we need a break from them sometimes. So what's your philosophy as it pertains to having athletes that play more than just basketball for you? I just really, I I think you hit it on the head already. It just really depends on the athlete. Mm. Uh, You have those athletes are, that can play two or two or more sports. And you have those athletes that, Hey, you are wasting your time. Um, and you can be getting better at this, you know. So uh, I'm, you know, I have some couple players on my on my team now that's in track, and they're do- doing well. And, and like you said, I'm I'm good. I'm getting rested. They need to be away from me. I need to be away from them. Um, so it just all depends on the athlete. Um, you know, a lot of coaches will say, hey, you know, they can probably get that scholarship, and if they work at it like they're working at basketball. Mm-hmm. But I think we all know our we all know our players. 
you know, we, we can see it. We, we know, hey, you can step on that track and get a scholarship or you can step on that football field and get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So it just really depends on the coach and the players and, 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 and what he's trying to um, – he's trying to build his program and what's best for the kids now um what what i'm interested in is something that you just said um let's say for instance it's one of those players in your program that you that you know um it it would be just wasting their time um if they were to leave and go to another sport because maybe you know maybe because they're just gonna go out there and not work hard or whatever how do you Mm -hmm. convey that message to that player without sounding as if you're flat out hating on the other sport you know what i mean Right, right, right. I simply ask them, and, and and I do this when when it comes to anything in life. Um, uh, me choosing my goals, me choosing, or my players asking what college they should go to. I say, hey, you know, don't take my word for it. You do your pros and cons. You know, you you write down your advantages and disadvantages if you go do the sport and, and if you and if you you know want to pursue it or don't. You know, it's your choice. But I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna say, I'll give you my opinion, but I want you to make the ultimate decision because it's your life. And I don't want you to look in at Coach A like, hey, well, you told me to do such and such. No, I, I'm just telling, I'm just trying to put you in the right direction of, hey, this is what you can be doing because I, I see your pros and cons already. Um, matter of fact, I do my homework, so I think you should do yours on yourself too. Mm, I think that creates ownership right there, Coach. I'm glad the way, I'm glad the way you said that because right. yeah, I think it's a lot easier for some of them sometimes to just have other people make the decision for them, but that would indicate that we're thinking right. for them as well. And we ain't doing them. A, we were doing them a disservice as far as them being independent individuals right. in the future. So I like the way you broke that down, but um, based on that, you said you got some girls in track, so it is track season. It's the spring. How many girls do you still have in basketball right now? And what, what have y'all been doing since the end of the season, all the way to the present day? Coach, I have zero. Oh, really? I have, they all I have zero right now. They're all gone. Um, uh, there and this is why they all spread it out. Uh, I have some in volleyball. I have some in uh, and then I have um, uh, a couple of them are doing uh, some type of training thing. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, track season over three more weeks now, and um, at our high school, um, just hitting on the dual sport. They actually make art choose two sports to do. So I, I can't. Okay, okay. Every athlete has to Do you to like that, Coach, or is something that, uh, that you wish were different? Uh, um, I think it's working for our program. Um, I think that uh, a, lot of, a lot has come about, you know, it's, putting, putting these athletes in these sports that – that they didn't know they could be good at, um, you know, because once they get to high school, um, they they just want to do their sport like we were talking about earlier. But so you can, you know, find some new type of skill uh, at the same time. Uh, like you said, I, I do want to get better at basketball. Um, but I like I want to I want to break. So it's just it, it really doesn't. Uh, have no effect on me either way. Um, but you dang I right. Need a break. If you're anything so, like me, man, it's good right, for I, right now. I don't know. Yeah. I, I forget every yeah. year just yeah. how taxing a season can be until, you know, whenever I, whenever we get to the end of the road, wherever, wherever the end is, whether we play that last game or if we're out early, once I'm able to just sort of sit still and, and, and right. not move around and not even think about uh, the next day's practice plan right. or whatever, I'm like, yo, I'm tired as hell. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
Right. You just need to decompress. Um, and, and you were, you know, fortunate enough to be uh, in a state tournament, what, four or five years, straight years. So you already know how grueling a long, you know, basketball season can be. This was my first time. And I felt like I was, I did basketball for a whole straight years, you know, you know, I, I, yeah. So um, this year was long. So I just needed to decompress, get away from it. And uh, my girls, you know, they asking me, Hey coach, are we ready to get back in the gym? I mean, they're, they're ready. And so I, I love to hear that, and I tell them to be patient because once we start, like I said, that's what I'm talking we're, about. Yeah, that, that appetite we're, we're is great. When, you, when so. you hear it in the in your girls or you guys, just like you have it in your own chest, that's a beautiful thing. Right. Couple more things I want to touch right. on, and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna you know I'm gonna let you right. finish decompressing because right. you've been great about you know kicking it with me on this joint. But um, as far as you said, you said you're graduating one starter. Uh, I think I know who that young lady is. Do you is that particular one? Getting ready to go and play ball at the next level, or what? What's next for the kid? Yeah, Lakar Jordan was um, had worked hard, you know, for four straight years. She's going to play in uh, at Clarendon, JUCO in uh, Texas, and um, she was uh, she's all state and uh, Oklahoma Coaches Association. Uh, she's all state Oklahoma Girls Basketball Association. So she made both all states. She she's uh, was. Green Country Player of the Year, uh, so Lakara has had a a tremendous like a very like hey I, I didn't see it in her uh, when she was a freshman I knew she can be good but the level that she reached this year was uh, nothing short of amazing um, uh, I was hey, man, happy to be her coach Jimmy Walker she's, she's gonna do great things I, hey, man, I knew I knew she was gonna be good from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he would say that. I just did, I didn't see her reaching the success that she had just mm-hmm. because of uh, she didn't play her freshman year, uh, and and so uh, we had a good team then, uh, and we were we were pretty stacked then, and so she didn't play her, and she didn't she didn't work hard like she should have did. But then that next year, that I believe that lit a fire under her, and, and she was out to prove a yeah, lot of people wrong. Salute to Lakara because I got to it. I got to coach her in some of these summers the last two or three years too. So I'm glad to see the kid moving on to bigger and better things. But right. last thing I want to throw at you, Coach, what do you have planned right. for your girls this coming summer? Uh, we uh, got a pretty pretty busy schedule. Uh, we're gonna do Booger T's open. Gym, I mean, I'm sorry, Booger T's summer league, and then we uh, we have our own open gyms that we have there for us. You know, uh, our shoot arounds and uh, preparations and for our drills and things like that. And then we go to Bonita Camp, stuff. and uh, which we stay overnight. And uh, the girls, you know, we oh yeah, yeah, we like to build that camaraderie with that within our team and just you know try to mm-hmm. you know try to understand because each year you know your team is different, so we got to know learn our new you know, our new faces and get them acclimated to what we like to do uh, throughout the season. Um, and like I said earlier, we have a new coach that's coming on board. And, and so we just want to, you know, get a feel for our team. And so we stay overnight down there in Bonita. And we man, come back that, and we that, finish that up like at the ORU. That a lot camp. of work. That's, that's sort of got my blood boiling again, man. I, you know, because, you know, it, but basketball never stops for guys. like Right, you know, right, right. So, so several other coaches out there. That, and some of y'all may even be listening to this right. broadcast can relate to, to to everything that you just got through talking about but but 
Oh yeah, yeah. We try to we we really we I, every summer coach. I just try to get to that twenty five mark, that twenty five game mark. I feel like twenty five games in the summer is pretty good for us to do. And if we can get the twenty to twenty five games, that's a that's a lot of games. So it's, it just give us more experience. You know, I, it's like a whole I other season. That. You know, especially if you got you know, some athletes that, so that, that are playing other sports in the summer, or or if they're playing with their summer their summer team, and you and you're able to get mm-hmm. you know as close to all of them as possible together that many times to play that many games. Yeah. I'm right with you, man. That, that, that does wonders for the chemistry and the experience mm-hmm. on the same token. Right. So, Well, coach, definitely. Thanks again for stopping through on the podcast, right. man. Right. I've been trying to link up with you and I'm glad we were able to finally put one in the W column. I salute you and the work you've been doing over there at Rogers. And uh, with me being a Tulsa boy, you represent for the hometown for sure. And uh, I, you know, I can't it. wait to catch you down the road and, and see what your girls and, and your program is going to be like it. in the near future. No doubt. Folks out there, we appreciate y'all stopping through the I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. This is Sports Speak, and we're going to hit you next week with another one.